Hello, good morning. Tell me what the big read. What's up, family? We here another another episode is episode what are we at? 19? 20? Episode 19? Yep, 19. Episode 19 off the rip. What's going on? What's going on? What's going on? Rashawn, how you been, man? How's your last week, man? Been pretty good, bro. How you doing? I'm good, man. You know, I'm just living life. Happy to have 10 toes on the earth. You know what I'm saying? Bless. Anyways, <laughs> Kareem, what's going on, man? I'm doing good, bro. I'm doing good. <laughs> going uh going car shopping later today. Oh yeah, damn! Me and the fiance about to get a car. She's about to get a car. Oh, you about to get a minivan? About to make space for the little uh, stop. <laughs> not yet, not yet. It's not that time. Chill, <laughs> chill, chill. You get one more nice car, and then the next car is like the family car. You know, she's, she's what I'm talking thing. about. Yeah, she's, I'm exactly. yeah, you know, she's getting you know. the minivan. <laughs> yeah. Yo, no cap though. Those minivans be decked out. I yeah, know they, they, some of them. Yo, yeah. It'd be yeah. like seventeen cup holders. Like, oh my god, seventeen. <laughs> <laughs> now them shits actually was nice back when I used to work at Hertz. Them shits used to be nice coming in. Depends on hey, which ones. Like the, the, the Pacificas, the Chrysler. Oh, ones. you was at Hertz. How was working at Hertz? Uh, it was solid. You you meet a lot of interesting people there. I was gonna say there's mm. a lot of a lot of strange people that rent cars. Mm. Drug dealers. <laughs> what? <laughs> Drug dealers driving autonomously. Yeah, and they all want the Chevy Malibus and and and. Fucking cameras, oh, cats, like chargers. Yeah, nah, they don't want those because they don't stand out. Yeah, exactly. shit. Yeah, they just <laughs> all want the Malibus. Send it license and still renting cars somehow. Yeah, we won't talk about that though. Luke was a part of the drug trade, <laughs> but you can get a gun as easy as anything, bro. Anyways, yeah, mm-hmm. but um. Who we got? We got Rain Mook. Mook, how you been, man? I said what's up, pretty good, already? man. We're doing pretty good. Good. That's what's up, man. Uh, any basketball news? Any tournament news? Updates? Uh, nah, we're off till next week. I got a tournament next Sunday. Well, next weekend. So off this week, chilling for a time period. And then I think I got New York and then Vegas to end the season. Mm. Uh, what age group again? I do freshman. Freshman word. That's what's up. Yo, yeah. Moog, I see you got a couple of open runs going on. I was checking yeah. your IG the other day. It looked like somebody got banged on. Oh, yeah. It was, it was ugly. If you haven't seen yeah. <laughs> <laughs> chest to chest. Nobody knew the kid was gonna do it. Damn, chest to chest. Chest to chest. chest, chest, chest bro. Blood of my blood. Sweat of my sweat. I'll send. I'll send in um group chat to find it though. But that shit was ugly. Kid Damn, got a fast tough. break steal. Go went down. I thought he was just gonna lay it up. He just like picked the ball off a dribble. Just threw mm. shit down. For some reason, I always imagine Mook giving the the team the inspirational speech that Bradley Beal gave him. <laughs> and Mook being like, yo, and then you'll have to guard me. And guess who's gonna get who guess who could get by me? None of y'all. None of y'all. So what you think is gonna happen? There's 450 spots. That means you gotta guard me. And it can't none of y'all guard me. <laughs> I was like, sheesh. I'm like, he didn't lie, but I mean it's real lie. shit though. That dude's all true, bro. That yeah. was that that shit had me fired up. Had me want to put my head through a wall, bro. Right. I was like, that goes oh, up fuck there. That. I can the... guard him. Check up. <laughs> that one Listen, right I don't have to work another the... day in my life. And I'm taking care of my mama and my dad. Yep. And my uncle and them too. I was like, damn. I want one up there with the uh, Ed Reed one and Tim Tebow halftime. And uh Amos Winston. Yep. James <laughs> Winston. James Winston has a special place in the Hall of Fame. The Everybody the looked w. at him like, yo, is this thing crazy? W. You're like, yeah, this is who we drafted number one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, 
here we are. T, how we doing, man? I want to say what's up to you, T. T on the ones and twos. Pretty good, pretty good. I can taste all my foods. And yes, thank goodness, else. man. Back from the COVID nineteen, bro. Got, Back like got, you never left. I just got a little trust issues. I don't know if I'm tasting the right thing. So <laughs> I can't tell if that was a pause or like. I was gonna let that shit slide. Yo. You know what I'm saying? You know what I mean? But go ahead, call it out. You want to call it out? WT. Yo, oh, and shout out to our our uh, producer and editor, Edgar, and shout out to our theme song artist, Vanna Black Soul, who does the song uh, for Off The Rip, the official song for Off The Rip. It's called Nothing In Common. Um, you can find him on all streaming platforms. That's Vanna Black Soul, Vanna Black. He's based out of Chicago. Please go check him out. Anyway, speaking of music, fellas, we are at our celebrated uh, topic, our famous segment. What is in your Serato? Oh, shit, they're coming to get me, yo, the Alphabet Boys. My bad. Sorry about that. Anyways, uh, what is in your Serato? What's what's going on with music this week? We had J. Cole make a huge announcement. Huge announcement. On May 14th, he is saying he will drop his album. And that announcement came first, and a couple days later, he dropped a little treat for us. You know what I'm saying? On May 7th, he dropped the interlude which I believe is the intro, or maybe it could be somewhere in the middle of the album, but it sounds very much like the intro to the album. Um, and in that, he said he, he wanted to drop the album all at once, but he was like, man, F it. I'm just going to give y'all a taste of something. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's a very quick song, two minutes, uh, mm-hmm. but he's talking that, talking that. And it makes me really hyped for the rest of the album. What do y'all think? Yeah, I'm excited. I mean, we were just talking about like people need to drop some music soon. So like this is perfect timing, you know, for for Cole to kind of recognize this and and put some music out there. I'm interested to see like we were talking about how long, you know, albums are and kind of like what's the right size for it. So I'm curious with him how how much he's actually going to give us, you know, how long this album is going to be, what what's going to be the content. Cuz you know Cole is like he really likes to tell stories. So like I'm I'm curious to see I feel like didn't he talk about like what the the title of this album is the off season like what that kind of means to him? Yeah, so so he has a um, a series that he's been doing. Uh, so he has the I believe it starts with the warm up, then the come up, the blow up, um, Friday Night Lights, and then um, also Cole the sideline story, and then the off season. So mm-hmm. it's a theme of uh, basketball. Mm-hmm. And how when he was going through basketball, when he was growing up, he got cut from the team and he really liked basketball and all that stuff. So he, he really uses um, basketball as a um, metaphor or an allegory in his music. And so now this is the off season, as in he's uh, coming to the end of his career, I think, because I think he's going to finish out with three more projects. I think it was the off season, um, the fall off. And there's one more that I'm forgetting. Um, I can look that up or T can look that up and we'll get that to you later. But uh, yeah, so he, he, Cole, you know, he's a high concept guy. So um, that's different from, you know, he had Before Your Eyes Only, which was a concept album, KOD, which was a concept album. So, um, and yeah, so I believe he's finishing the series off. I mean, I'm excited for it too. Um, this is kind of funny how, how we had mentioned it, um, what was that, like two weeks ago? We were talking about how we just kind of wanted to hear stuff from some artists. And it seems like a lot of the artists that we did mention to have came out and said that, you know, they're doing stuff um, 
you know, this upcoming year. Like I'd seen um, that, like, you know, Travis Scott's doing his his um, Astroworld um, concert for $300 if anybody was interested in buying tickets. But he's supposed to be doing that this year. Um, I've seen various other artists talking about, you know, projects or different things they're doing. So it's like, you know, the streets is talking and, and they're listening. So. I mean, shit, what's in Maserato, man? I just, I've been bumping 2014 Forest Hill Drive, man. Um, but just listening to this interlude, just the production and the way it was like produced, I'm just, I'm really anxious to see what this project is going to look like. Cause I feel like Cole is the only type of person that could drop an interlude like this and get people hooked and just like excited for what's to come. So, absolutely. So now we're waiting for uh, the tree has been shook. Uh, the proverbial tree has been shook. One of the giants has came out and said that he's dropping. So now we got to wait for the other two branches to see if they're going to stir. We know we've been getting teased by CLB for a while, certified lover boy, and uh, Drake. And Kendrick has been completely zero dark 30. So we'll, we're going to wait to see what he's doing. But TDE has started to gear up. TDE has started to uh, advertise a whole bunch of stuff. A bunch of their artists and the TDE Instagram has been doing a bunch of promotions. And um, it looks like they're preparing to do a rollout. Um, if I were to guess, I think it would be for either SZA or Isaiah Rashad. Um, but we haven't seen music from Schoolboy Q in some time. We haven't seen music from Absol in some time. Mm. J-Rock dropped an album in 2017, 2018. A very good album. Mm. And we haven't heard from him in some time either. So... TDE, come on out. We ready. Yeah, I think they posted something, I think a week ago. It was just like a flashback. Schoolboy Q was singing something, um, but it was like a throwback. So I think he's going to drop something soon, or at least I hope he does. Um, but yeah. yeah, you're right. Isaiah Rashad has been ghost. Everybody in that camp has been ghost, but yeah. Yeah, it's, it's um very, very interesting when you look at that generation of rappers or that tier of rappers. And then this generation, I can't even think of anybody. I can't even think of a crew like that, like TDE or Dreamville, maybe QC and like, but I don't even, but that's like, that's just just such a different type of music, but just the lyricist, the lyrical power, the lyrical prowess in TDE is is wild. Do you think quality control is like, I feel like they're more mainstream. Right, like it's, it's Atlanta TV music. And, yeah, quality control being uh, Migos, being Cardi, um, Lil Yachty, uh, just to name a few. I guess Kareem music. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> yeah, now they, they they it doesn't compare. Those are two different, two yeah. different things in my yeah. eyes. But, you know, it's weird for me. For me and my Serato, for some reason, I've been going back to a lot of like late '90s music. So I've been listening to a lot of like Mace and Black Rob and like, you know, um, actually you could say mid nineties too, like Snoop Dogg and stuff like that. A lot of DMX, even some Job ja Rule too. So I've been listening to like for some reason, like ever since obviously Job ja Rule's passing. For some reason, I've just gone back. Whoa, whoa, whoa! To Chill out. You just killed Job ja Rule. What? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ja Rule. Yeah. 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 Like, yeah. I was really like, wait. <laughs> Like, he died, bro. My fault. My fault. Damn. Exclusive. I felt like 
I felt like 50 Cent was first. first. My fault, my fault. I was about to say, I just seen 50 post that Ja Rule had tax problems. But yeah, like, you know, ever since, ever since, like, DMX is passing, like, I just been kind of, like, glued to, like, that era of music. So, like, a lot of, of, of that kind of stuff. Well, yeah, that's not for some reason, man. That's that's yeah. a very valid reason. You know? I thought, yeah. no, so Khaled wasn't in your Serato? I don't think Khaled's ever been in my Serato. <laughs> what? <laughs> like, at nah, any point. I'm so hood. We the best. Uh, yeah, but I, I wasn't listening to him for Khaled yeah. saying his name on the beginning of the track. I was listening. Y'all notice like, how he stopped like, saying nigga? Yeah. We yeah. nigga. Yep. We the best. It was after that. that I'm so that's what I'm talking about about corporate. <laughs> I mean, eh, maybe you wanted something. I, I ain't gonna deny it. Maybe you wanted something there. <laughs> that shit's funny. Yo, <laughs> this man murdered Ja Rule, bro. Um, also, what would Ja yes, Rule do in a situation? We have like we have the we have the music in of the music information in from Trevor, saying that um, J Cole has the three projects. One being called "It's a Boy," the other one being called "The Fall Off," um, and the other one coming out is the off season. And the fall off uh, is going to be the last one before he retires based on the LA times. And it sounds like the one that's titled it's a boy might be in the vein of four year eyes only another concept album mm. just by off the title. I maintain, I love four year eyes only. It's one of my favorite albums. I think it's really, really big on positive black masculinity and like a positive image. Um, a lot of people clown Cole for that album. They say he's boring and he's just talking about folding clothes and I say, if that's all you see from it, then you're not really thinking too deep. You're not really thinking deep. Mm. So, absolutely, yeah. And I guess that's what we got for uh, this section in what's in your Serato. My bad, Jaru. <laughs> <laughs> but nah, Mook, I agree, bro. I, I've been, I find myself listening. I've, I've gone even further back. I've been listening to a whole bunch of Marvin Gaye. Oh yeah, like a whole bunch of Marvin Gaye. And um, who else? I've been listening to. Just that era in general. Yeah. Um, the for me um, was the Earth Wind and Fire and the Isley Brother verses. Yeah. Oh that, yeah, that brought me back, and so I've been bumping a whole bunch of that as well yeah. too. Like another big thing I've been doing is because I just really like samples and finding out where certain songs are sampled from. That I just go back and just start listening to these songs, mm-hmm. like just the regular song, like um, because I was listening to Nothing But a G thing, and it's sampled from can't even think of the the guy's name it was like called like i want to do something for you or something like that and like i just like have like a i've been starting to like make a playlist of like all these songs that are sampled from and just like hearing like the samples and like i mean it's just it's just really entertaining to find out like how people try to flip songs and and what they can do with them do you do you respect the artist more when you like find the sample absolutely and like listen to it because i'm listening to uh like a lot of the delphonics like ready or not remember when lauren hill was singing that song mm-hmm. i didn't realize that was an old song from the delphonic yes. like yes. listening to that i'm like oh shit so trev also asked a good question in um the com- um, comments obviously the, the audience can't hear but a lot of times i go on whosamples.com mm-hmm. and it literally breaks down everything in a song so from the drum cadence to to just like the instrumental and you know just you know, where they got even like specific like stuff that is said in a song. Like, you know, the song, um, um, the song, the Jamie Foxx song with Ludacris. I, I'm drawing a blank on the name. And it was sampled from like a Sesame Street, um, like a Sesame Street episode. Mm. 
So like it was like little stuff like that. I just find so cool. Yeah. Well, go ahead, I was gonna say I was like I feel like that's just become like really popular now to like see the samples and like understand like the mixing uh editing of that. Like I see Genius be doing that a lot and Genius just just did it for um Drake's album views. And mm. so they went through each song and, and went through all of the, the samples and, and everything that he used from it. And and like you said, Malik, I love that too. Like just to see where people get that from, like the creativity. We've talked about like Kanye kind of mixing and stuff like that, but just all producers and artists, like it to me, it like it blows my mind that people can find a sound, hear it, and then just fine-tune it in such a way to where you can't even recognize it anymore mm. until you actually follow the the credits and see, oh, this was from that. Like that that stuff's just crazy to me. Like or, or even in like um my fault, Mook, but like even in um Kendrick Lamar's damn, like the amount of samples that I've found through like TikTok, there's like several in yes. one track alone, Duckworth, which is at the end, there are so many different samples, things being sampled from like dude said he got a a sample from like this Portuguese song. Like the song's in fucking Portuguese, but like <laughs> he found that shit and flipped it for the song. Or like right. you have uh in DNA, he's like, give me some ganja. I think that's oh like, yes, um, that's a Rick James sample. That's a Rick James sample, but like the way that they <laughs> chop that up, I'm just like, this the, the genius behind like putting those things together is just what absolutely really it, it's it's amazing to see just yeah. the just the work being done. Like mm-hmm. how many I don't know how many times I've seen the video now, and it still amazes me every time I've realized what they did. It's yeah. Tuscan leather and how they sampled the Whitney Houston song in that yep. and seeing how they flipped it, reversed it and, mm-hmm. and just like sped it up and stuff like it's like like the fact that somebody sat there and was like, all right, this is what I'm going to do to this beat. I'm going to flip it like this. I'm going to speed up like the tempo on it and stuff like that. I'm going to play yeah. it in reverse. Like that yeah. shit is so dope to me. That's, that's why he's Kanye's son. Yeah. Like Kanye West is one of the greatest of all time, but there's so many other producers that do some crazy stuff with music. Yeah. Like, you know, it was a, a dope one that I found like a couple of weeks ago was um, when Jay-Z did um, the album with uh, with Linkin Park and then oh, the yes. YouTube video with Mike Shinoda and Shinoda, Shinoba, Shinoda. And like, they're going, like they're in the produ- in the studio and like, Jay's just hearing all like the sounds that Mike has and just like to see Jay's reaction like everybody knows Jay memes like he's just funny like without trying to be funny yeah. so, like he just be here and just like you see him just bobbing his head like and he's just like oh like and just to see like that uh process like to have video to see that process I think it's just so dope so that was something I found recently just kind of stumbled across that yeah it's cool to see like my absolute favorite one is when Jay Z hit um, listens to um, "Dirt Off Your Shoulder" for the first oh, time. The Timberland, Timberland, uh, yeah. <laughs> and the crazy thing is, like, he, like me, like, because obviously you know the song, you know it word mm-hmm. for word, like you can still recite it to this day. Yep. And then when you see him first react to like how he saw that and was like, "Yo, yeah. this shit goes crazy." But Moot, what you don't realize yeah, is he played like three or four songs, and out of the exactly. four songs he played they were all hits because there yes. was one song the first song the first sample that he played was used in step up i think it was the first step up or something like that and then he played that dirt off your shoulders and then you see jay just like he stands <laughs> up he's like yo yeah. <laughs> like that was like when i heard about tupac the first time he heard california love mm. it was supposed to be a dr dre track but dr dre played it for tupac and tupac was like i need this track i need it Mm-hmm. And then just to see what he did with the track, like, yeah, 
I mean, loyalty off of like Kendrick Lamar's. That's like a sample Bruno Mars song, slowed down and and chopped up. It's crazy, man. Some geniuses out there, bro. Like the ability to listen and be able to pick out beats and sounds like that is, I'll never really understand that. You got to have an ear for it. Like even Timbaland, like all the stuff that he does with tracks, like he used the baby crying on a track, (laughs) burping on a track, like ping pong (laughs) on a track, like all that stuff he's used in a song and yeah. those songs have become hits. Yeah. Him, uh, Swiss Beats, like he's been out there, like mm-hmm. all them dudes, you know. The creativity, I wonder if the creativity is different then or now, like just how they get these sounds, but it seems like back then, you know, like what they were using is just, you wouldn't even think to, to do something like that. I wish I had that kind of creativity. Yeah. <laughs> I can't stay comfortable. 